Hello, 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 and good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast, the championship edition. That's right, it is championship weekend. Many season-long leagues have their championship this weekend, and hopefully you've made it to your season-long leagues championship game, and you're that much clo- that much closer to bringing home that trophy in your season-long leagues to have not all but every single bit of the trash talking in the offseason. That's, that's what we live for. That's what we strive for. That's what we want. We want the money, but we also want the ability to trash talk all our other owners and our friends throughout the whole offseason, talk about how you were the best and they lost to you in your season-long leagues. Today on the podcast, we will do a, as normal, we'll talk about a, uh, our shout-out to a commenter on Instagram. We'll talk about the Josh Gordon leaving the game to get himself right. I'll give you my opinion. I'll talk about what I think moving forward, my approach to um, him in fantasy football. We'll also talk about a not-too-early first-round mock draft for 2019 drafts. You know my viewpoint on quarterbacks being drafted early, but is there a quarterback that should be considered in the first round in those six-point touchdown leagues for quarterbacks? I think there is, and of course, uh, you know my view. I don't like taking quarterbacks early, but I will tell you that there is a quarterback that I would look for if the six points are awarded for quarterbacks' touchdowns. It's also PPR League. I'll give you my top ten for next year in the PPR League drafts. Um, again, this life is going to change every week, every day. But right now, who I think are the top ten in PPR Leagues with a little bit of mixture of maybe a quarterback being put in the top ten as well. We'll also do a little listener interaction from Instagram. This week we posted a, a, a poll on our, on our website, on, on, I'm sorry, on Instagram, talking about the big duds from this past weekend. Were you able to avoid them? Sounds like many of us were not able to avoid them, myself included. I lost in a couple leagues due to a couple major duds. Went into that Monday night game only needing minimal points from Cam Newton, DJ Moore, the likes of those on that, in that game. And, of course, I did not pull it out. Made a couple fantasy championships, but not as many as I would like to. But you know what? That's what happens. This is what happens in fantasy football. Some years you got it, some years you don't. You just hope that you can continue the success and have those down years only once in a while, and you have that success over and over again, which, fortunately for myself, I've been able to have that, and hopefully I can help you out as well. Well, let's talk about the injuries that occurred in Week 15 and what's going to happen in Week 16 with those kind of players. We'll do a little bit of this guy and that guy for the best matchups. This is the championship edition of that. So it's very important that we find the players that are going to be best to fit your team and help you bring home that trophy. And we'll end the podcast with talking about um, a little DFS. There's no uh, Thursday night game this week. So, of course, we're not going to talk about that, and especially being this is Thursday, Friday morning, of course. Um, we're not going to worry about that, so we're just going to talk about who we're looking at in the DFS main slate. A couple major tournaments, a couple million-dollar prizes over there on DraftKings. We'll give you my views on the games. We'll also maybe talk about the Saturday night game and the little two-game Saturday slate, a little, uh, little inside look on how I'm looking at attacking that as well. Again, this week I'm likely just going to be looking over on DraftKings today, so we're going to concentrate more on DraftKings for the DFS than both DraftKings and FanDuel. But again, if you have questions on FanDuel, questions on DraftKings, questions on season long, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or on Twitter. And let's go on ahead and jump right into this week's podcast. That's right, the championship version of the podcast. It is the Genius Cast, the championship version. We'd like to give a shout out to Todd Stepke. 
Um, good luck in your championship matchup, and thank you for your support this year. We are hoping that we can pull down the right combination to help you bring home your trophy in your season-long leagues, and hopefully we were there to help you when you needed to have a uh, this guy or that guy kind of um, work. Thank you, Todd. Hopefully you guys have a great year, and we'll hopefully see you back next year as we continue to move on and continue to dominate season-long and DFS. Thursday morning, we heard the news that Josh Gordon is stepping away from the game to work on his mental health. Great for him. I think that is number one priority for him. You want to get yourself under control, but as a fantasy owner, you kind of are selfish wanting him to be on the field. He has all the talent in the world, um, all the ability in the world, but he just can't seem to be staying on the field. I think it's, it's, it's time to, for him to work on himself and get back into where he, where he needs to be. Obviously, he has issues. He needs to work on those. And I wish him all the best of luck. Moving forward, I think I am going to be a complete fade on Josh Gorn in any season-long leagues. It's just, yes, he has all the talent in the world, but if he can't stay on the field, selfishly, we need him to be on the field, and he can't stay on the field, especially when you need him now in the championship weekend. If you had him in, in, your, in your games, you're hopefully, hopefully hoping to have him pull out the victory for you this week, but he is going to step away from the game. It sounds like he's going to be looking at a suspension from the league. So um, I wish him all the best luck, but as a fantasy owner, I think I'm going to pull the plug on Josh Gordon on my rosters and not deal with him in moving forward, but I wish him all the best in what getting himself better as a person and as a uh, teammate. With championships just around the corner and the 2018 season being won likely this weekend, um, many leagues having that championship game. And again, if you don't have your championship game in Week 16 and yours is the Week 17, talk to your commissioner. Get that moved to Week 16. You don't want to have your big-name players sitting out Week 17 because they have nothing left to play for. It just makes it easier on you and you have the better teams playing in Week 16 than Week 17 where you're kind of piecing together players here and there that got you all the way to the championship game. All of a sudden, you got to sit them because they're not playing for anything in that final week. Get them changed. So, with the season ending this weekend for many fantasy owners in fantasy leagues, again, the season doesn't have to end for fantasy football. I don't know if you've done it in the past, um, if you've played the playoff fantasy fantasy football version. It's the same thing. You can get together with a bunch of guys. You draft whoever made the NFL playoffs, draft the players from those teams, and once those players are eliminated, you lose those players. If you have two to six players, maybe you draft two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two defenses, and if you still play with kickers, two kickers. That way you're using everybody. And if you have seven to 12 players in your league, then you just draft one of each, of the, of course, and draft a couple court, running backs, a couple wide, wide receivers, Make it fun. If you don't have your team in the playoffs, you can still have a rooting interest in season-long by taking those NFL playoff teams and having a little interest in the games that aren't maybe your favorite team. Of course, we, st we, we all love football. We, we're going to watch football no matter what. But when you have fantasy involved into it, it just makes it a little better. So if you've not tried the playoff version of fantasy football, do it. It's a great time. Um, it also makes you put out your predictions on who you think is going to make the Super Bowl because you want to take players from that team. And if you think a wild card team is going to make the playoffs, then you want to make sure you take plenty of those wild card players. Take a gamble. There's one year that I took plenty of Green Bay Packers because I thought they're going to make the Super Bowl. You just load up, load up on the players. It's fun, great time. Um, if you have any questions on it, feel free to reach out to me. I will be more than happy to answer questions if you need to. But. So let's look at 2019. If we're sitting in right now and we are looking at 2019 NFL draft, we're looking at our season-long drafts, who do I have as the top 10? There's plenty of options. And if you're in a PPR league, you're definitely going to want to put some wide receivers in there because of the PPR area. If it's a standard league, it's likely going to be all running backs. But 
I play in all PPR leagues. I'm not a big fan of standard um, uh, fantasy leagues. I like to have that PPR. I like to have the points per reception leagues. Um, so my top ten right now, um, if we don't include – this is, of course, if four points are rewarded to quarterbacks throwing touchdowns. If they're rewarded six points, it becomes a little different. I think if it's six points per passing touchdown, I think you have to make a case for Patrick Mahomes. And I will tell you where I would put him in my top ten if that's the case after I go over my top ten for PPR leagues. Coming in at number one, I think Saquon Barkley showed this year that he is the man there. As bad as the Giants are, he has put up solid monster games there in New York. He catches the ball, runs the ball, does everything on that offense. He's a phenomenal player. Um, And there was plenty of leagues where I drafted early and I didn't take him early because I took the Todd Gurley's or I took the Alvin Kamara's or I took the Ezekiel Elliott's and I passed on Barkley, which was a smart move there because you're taking star players there. But I saw in some leagues Barkley – Lasting into the late first, early second rounds of drafts, that is ridiculous for the player of that caliber to get taken. I think he was a middle-of-the-road first-round pick, 5'6", somewhere around there. And right now, I think he is the number one for 2019 as it sits right now, followed by Ezekiel Elliott. We've seen that he is back in the passing game. He is the man there in that offense. And if they can sign Amari Cooper long-term, we've shown that... Uh, we've seen that Amari Cooper coming over to that offense has shown that it makes the entire offense better. I think Elliott is my number two, which drops Todd Gurley, who is this year's consensus likely number one pick overall, um, dropping him to number three. Again, if you have the first, second, or third pick, you're not going wrong with Barkley, Elliott, Gurley. My opinion is it's Barkley, then Elliott, then Gurley, followed by Christian McCaffrey. We've seen this year that he is phenomenal. Second half of the year, he's just exploded with touchdowns after touchdowns after yards and yards and plenty of this, plenty of that. McCaffrey in passing game, rushing game. McCaffrey is the man in Carolina. Um, number five, I have Alvin Kamara. I, th- I still think you have to make sure you get that part of that New Orleans Saints offense um, in your lineups, and I think Kamara is a fantastic play, obviously. Um, so I have him at number five. Number six is my first wide receiver off the board, and I think next year the number one wide receiver is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and then I follow Hopkins with James Conner. Now that we know Le'Veon Bell's out of the offense and off the team, James Conner is going to be the man there like it was this year. Conner showed that he can take the lead, take the role. Um, I have him, and followed by, speaking of Le'Veon Bell, I have him following Conner in my uh, projections next year for the top ten. My prediction is Bell goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, and if he goes to the Chiefs, he's going to be phenomenal there. Passing offense, running game, Le'Veon Bell can make that team that much better. That that's, that's even makes it more scarier for a player like Patrick Mahomes if you put a player like Bell in that offense. I think Bell, a year off, he's not going to have that rust. He's been keeping – he's a, he's a premier athlete. You know he's going to be ready to go next year. New contract, new team, Le'Veon Bell goes back in the top ten, and I think next year we can feel safe. And if people want to have Bell drop to you, and let's say you, you – uh, you don't take him right away and you want to wait, maybe he'll fall to you because people are so upset on what happened this year. Following Bell, I have a couple wide receivers. I have Michael Thomas followed by Devontae Adams. Again, the Saints offense is unreal. Michael Thomas is part of that offense. Having Drew Brees throwing the ball is um, you can't get any better than that. And then going back to Adams, Adams showed this year that he is the man. He has a chance to break the Green Bay single-season records this year, um, receptions, passing yards. And I think next year we're going to really see a breakout as we have a new coach, and uh, maybe it's going to be a, um, a return to glory for Mr. Aaron Rodgers. And who, who better to get him back to that uh, star-studded level than to have Adams have, have his breakout year. He's having it now. He had it last year. Adams is the man, and we are seeing him become that superstar player. He's a first-round pick next year. 
uh, probably the first time in his career. A lot. Um, he'd likely been second, third round picks in many leagues. I think now he is a number one option in the in the fantasy football world. So again, we have my top ten being Barkley, Elliott, Gurley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Hopkins, Connor, Bell, Michael Thomas, and Devonte Adams. Again, this is likely going to change weekly monthly until the drafts happen it's going to change here and here but if i'm drafting right now that's who i'm looking at and i wouldn't mind being a usually i like to be in the middle of the road for the draft picks i wouldn't mind being a top three that way you're getting a guaranteed barkley elliott kurt Gurley, superstar players but if you're no matter where you pick in the first round you're going to get a star as we can see from this list of players and i've always been a wide receiver heavy um, fantasy owner ppr leagues but this last couple of years is starting to push me back to the running back. I think the running back position is back, especially the way they are in control of the ground game, and then you include them in the passing game. So this offseason, I'm going to be looking a lot more into maybe changing my way of thinking of not being uh, wide receiver heavy and going back to the old school way of having running back, running back um, moving forward. So as we talked about, if we add six-point passing touchdowns instead of the, some, a lot of leagues having the four-point passing touchdowns, I think we got to put Patrick Mahomes in the first round. The guy is unreal. The guy, what, he, what he does with his arm, what he does with his feet, the, the weapons around him. Mahomes likely gets put in the first round. Does that mean I'm going to take him in the first round? No, if I'm sitting there, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've been a uh, component of waiting on your quarterback. There's not a big drop in quarterback production from the top tiers to the middle tiers to the uh, next tiers it's just I've always been a weight on the quarterback but Patrick Mahomes has me has me thinking that I think right now if it is a six point slot you may, maybe you put him in at number seven you shift everybody else down but again it's going to be hard for me to use a first round pick on a quarterback when I just don't think there's a big difference between that next level quarterbacks on a weekly basis yes Mahomes can blow up but it's still, I mean, you still want running backs and wide receivers and fill out your roster. I think I'm still going to be wanting to go with quarterbacks in, uh, in the later rounds just be so that, that way I can fill out my roster and get my depth with running backs and wide receivers, which on a weekly basis we see running backs all year and we see wide receivers all year getting dinged up, miss a game, miss a game there, miss a game here, maybe they miss a few games. Or maybe you're bell and you miss the entire season because you're sitting out. That's why you build your depth. That's why you want to use your early rounds for running backs, wide receivers, and wait on your quarterbacks. I think I'm still in the same way, but Mahomes this year has made me really think about six-point passing touchdowns, changing that rule of thumb of mine moving forward. Earlier this week, we talked about um, the duds that occurred this past weekend in likely your semifinals or your matchups. Hopefully the duds that happened didn't hurt you, and if they did hurt you, maybe your opponent had a player or two that helped you move on. Unfortunately, I was bit by the dud bugs this week. Um, the plenty of teams, I, I had plenty of teams that had Juju on them. I had Chubb in them. I had Ebron. I had a couple Amari Coopers. Actually, I had plenty of Amari Coopers. I had a Keenan Allen. I, I mean, I, I got hit by the, the dud bug a lot. Luckily, I was able to get into a couple of my leagues um, in the championship league, but looking like I was going to make four, four or five championship leagues this weekend, unfortunately, I only made two of those, uh, and a lot of had to do with the duds. So we reached out to you guys and asked what, what kind of duds hurt you guys. Some interesting names, some interesting players likely got you through the championship game or your semifinal game, and then they let you down. That's what the fantasy football is. It's, it's, it, it, it happens. Don't get upset about it. Go into next year. Use the same way of thinking. They got you there. You draft those players. It's, it's the same way. I mean, you're going to have dud games. You hope those games come earlier in the year and not when it means when everything's on the line, but it happens. Don't, don't beat yourself up for it. 
get back into it next year and let's win those championships yes year next year if you were able to if you weren't able to get into the championship game this year chappie nine eight seven had seven five had Thielen and Juju in a must win game. Tough seeing both those players. Both those players, monster year all year all year long. They put up the duds when you need them most. Come back next year. Let's get those championship next year. Trent.tiny said it was more about who he played against, Mike Williams and Derrick Henry, than it was play, players that he had on his roster. Mike Williams, Der- Derrick Henry, monster games. Again, Henry coming off that uh, four-touchdown game on Thursday night, I didn't think would be able to put nearly up as, as many points as he put the year before, the game before. But holy cow, back-to-back games where he had monster games. And then Mike, Mike Williams, yes, the Keenan Allen injury helped him get to those touchdowns. But three touchdowns, plus I think he had a two-point conversion. Monster game. If you win against Williams and Henry, just give your opponent a uh, standing ovation because he was able to pull the trigger on both those players and make it work. It was just bad luck on your part. Uh, tough news for you there, Trent. Um, hopefully we can help you get back to the Super Bowl next year as you continue help, uh, looking at the genius, and I can help you get back in your championship form next year. Nicole Suarez said it was due to having Juju, Hill, Brait, and Chubb in the lineup for her, for that loss. Players that likely helped you get to where you were now, then you have duds from them, not only one, not only two, but multiple duds, Juju, Ty Freak, and Chubb, players that I, I expected to have solid games this last weekend, all put up mediocre at best games. Too bad. Next year, let's hope we can get back into like, like we talked about Trent and Tat and Chappie. Let's get back to next year. Let's get back on uh, getting on that winning tra- train next year. Get that trophy in your in your possession next year. Retract eighty nine had Tyreek and Ebron. I'm guessing there's plenty of Tyreek owners this year. Tyreek went off this year. Put up a dud when you need him most. Um, tough luck, but like that, keep at, keep at it. Let's get let's get that trophy next year. Wacko Zacko seven 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 had the worst week he could remember in years, having Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, and Keenan Allen all on the same team, all going down to injury. That is a trio of players that you lost, players that likely got to where you're at, players that likely were one of the better ones in fantasy football, only to be in the in the semifinals as one of the worst ones in fantasy last week. Tough break. Um, let's get back at it next year. Prez underscore Michael said he made the playoffs, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a good feeling afterwards. Put in a little play on the words there. I like it. Um, Adam Thielen, I think he's going to be um, going back to our top ten for next year. I think you can actually, um, if, if you don't like Adams or you don't like Michael Thomas, um, I think Hopkins has to be in the first round next year. But if you don't like Adams, or you, uh, Thomas is really hard for me to, as well. Or maybe even Bell, you want to push back Bell. I think putting a player like Thielen in PPR leagues is, is, uh, is a way to go as well. Tough break, but I like the little play on words there as uh, the way you're Thielen this morning. Scotty VJ had Amari, but opponent had Thielen and Barkley. Lucky for you, you're able to make it. Um, a couple duds on your opponents with only one for you. Congrats, and hopefully you can pull out that trophy this week in the championship game of your league. So hopefully the uh, the dud bug didn't hit you, and if it did, let's 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 uh, put it in the past. Let's work, uh, get back on the on the bus. And like I said, if you're done now. Looking the fantasy playoffs, looking at doing a league for your play for the NFL playoffs. It's fun. It's great. That way you still have fantasy. Um, implications on the line so with your championship games here what kind of injuries are we looking at and who are we looking to possibly maybe pick up for those kind of injuries before the games even started we saw uh, plenty of big name players um, inactive we saw Carson Wentz, LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Jordan Reed all didn't even suit up 
This week, it appears that Melvin Gordon should be ready to go in week 16, which is going to put those backup running backs on the shelf again. Um, Justin Jackson was a nice pickup last week, but if Gordon is back on Saturday night, definitely don't want to start him in your leagues. Um, but the, the rest of those players seem like they're very questionable with Wentz and Reed likely done for the year. Uh, McCoy says he wants to play, but can we really trust McCoy? I don't know if we can. And it sounds like James Conner's not going to play. So if James Conner is not going to play, Samuels is back in play um, in your season-long leagues, and I think he has a nice matchup, especially the way he catches the ball out of the backfield in that offense. We also saw Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley, Josh Adams, and Keenan Allen exit with injuries. Allen being the biggest one there just because he didn't do anything in the game, got hurt early, didn't come back. Sounds like he, just like Melvin Gordon, sounds like he should be able to go this week. But keep an eye on both those players. They're big name players. If you made it to the playoffs with them, you likely want to see them in your lineup. So make sure to keep an eye on them. But it sounds like they're both going to be healthy, should be ready to go. The biggest, biggest name there is Todd Gurley. Um, sounds like Gurley wants to play, but he hasn't practiced yet. Um, he hasn't been able to run much, it sounds like. And if you are the Rams, do you want to risk an injury to your star player when the playoffs are just around the corner and you have a shot at making the Super Bowl no matter where you play at? I have Gurley in my championship leagues, and I'm wondering what I'm going to do there. So in my championship leagues for those matchups, I went ahead and picked up John Kelly, who's the backup, to um, Todd Gurley just in case he can't go. That way you have someone to slot in. And if you have Todd Gurley and maybe someone drops Samuels, they play the same time slot this weekend. So that way you can put someone in there that should be able to go. Um, but I'm guessing Samuels is gone because if, you, if, if, uh, if you're smart, you kept him just in case. Connor couldn't go this week. But if he's available some, for some reason, pick up Samuels or definitely pick up Gurley's backup, John Kelly. You want to make sure you have an option to go. You don't want to be sitting with a star player not in your lineup in your championship game. That's the way I'm handling it now. My gut tells me that Gurley does play, but I am very iffy on it because of the way that the Rams need Gurley in that offense for the playoffs, and you just want, don't want to make sure he doesn't get hurt. So that's the way that's going to happen there. Jones done for the year. I haven't heard much about Adams. I'm guessing Adams should be good to go um, of those players there. Some other names that I'm keeping an eye on um, are Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and T.Y. Hilton. Jones and Hopkins, not a big deal, likely because they've missed a lot of practice time throughout the year. They're players that they don't need to practice. They can get right into the games. But we've seen T.Y. Hilton miss time because of injuries. And um, he's a little more worrisome just because of his past injury history. So I'm keeping an eye on him moving forward if you have in your league. And, and, uh, and we're possibly looking at Aaron Rodgers. We've seen the, maybe the, the down, downgrade of Aaron Rodgers this year. He hasn't played up to his par. Was that McCarthy? Was it the offense? Was he dinged up from that very first game? I don't know. Um, I, personally, I think Rodgers going to be back next year. We don't have to worry about him long term. But this week... In a meaningless game for the Green Bay Packers, how much are they going to want to push Aaron Rodgers? If you have an uh, option behind Rodgers, it's kind of scary to say, but maybe you put in a player um, for Rodgers just in case he's not 100%, just in case he doesn't play the whole game, just in case maybe he, maybe something goes on where they don't play him much in the game for some reason because they're not in the, in the, in the playoff hunt anymore. So if you have a reliable option, again, you can check out my rankings on the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. It'll give you some ideas of who I'm looking at maybe playing over Rodgers if you have the option of having someone else. Um, there's a lot of limited practices, but week 16 is usually a week we don't have to worry about players sitting. So 
when you see the limited in practice or you see maybe a player didn't play in practice, don't hit the panic button. It's just a lot of teams are taking it easy during the week of practice because it's getting the end of the year. And a lot of these players, they don't really need the, the superstars of the league, the Hopkins, the Hiltons, the Joneses, the uh, Rogers, the stars of the league, they don't need to practice during the week. They know what they're doing. They know what's, what's, what the game plan is. Um, if, they, if, if they're doubtful, then yes, it's time to worry. But if they're just questionable or they have limited practice, it's not time to hit the panic button. This isn't week 17 where a lot of this stuff happens where we see players sit because they have nothing left to play for. This is why you need to make sure your championships are on week 16. So now let's do a little bit of our famous, our fun version of let's do a little best matchups. Is it this guy or that guy? Will I start that guy or do I want to start this guy? It's championship version, so we got to make sure we get that correct and we get that right. So let's start off with a big one. Mr. Tom Brady versus the Buffalo Bills or Dak Prescott against the Buccaneers pass defense in a perfect game for him to have a bounce back spot. Um, I think we are finally seeing the decline of Tom Brady. Does that mean he's not a good quarterback? Absolutely not. Does that mean the New England Patriots aren't going to do anything in the playoffs? Absolutely not. I just think for fantasy football, we're starting to see Tom Brady, maybe even to a point Aaron Rodgers, starting to have that decline of being the superstar tier of the uh, fantasy world. Now they're dropping down a little bit, and we're seeing the Patrick Mahomes and those kind of players, the young, the young guns, the young bucks, if you will, jumping up past those superstars that we've seen year in and year out. Give me Dak Prescott in a in a great bounce back spot against a horrible Buccaneers defense, and I believe if the if the Cowboys win, they win the the division. I love the entire offense of the Cowboys, and I think they bounce back in a major way with Prescott, Mari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott having monster games. I even like um, their uh, the receiver on the opposite side of uh, Mari Cooper as well. I just think the entire offense there in. And Dallas is in for a monster game, and we know that this Tampa Bay defense is bad. We know that the, that the Cowboys are going to want to get back into um, doing what they do on offense best. That's running the ball. That's set, setting up the pass with the run. That's getting the ball to the Mari Coopers, the Ezekiel Elliotts. And we're seeing Blake Jarwin get a lot of, a lot of uh, looks there in the offense, too. I, I think he's an option. If you're looking to stream a tight end, um, look at Blake Jarwin possibly as an option this week as well. Um, but I think it's it's your normal suspects. It's Prescott, it's Prescott's Elliott, it's Cooper, maybe even a little bit Michael Gallup, and I do like Blake Jarwin as a pickup in season long as well, um, the way he's been looking the last couple weeks. What about Philip Rivers on Saturday night against Buffalo? I mean, I'm sorry, against the Baltimore Ravens or Mitchell Trubisky against the San Francisco 49ers on the road? As good as Rivers is and as good as that offense has looked there in the in Los Angeles Chargers, I don't want any part of the Baltimore defense. Give me Mitchell Trubisky, especially on the road. Maybe the passing game is going to be looked at a little more because they're on the road. Again, this is the Bears' defense. They're likely going to shut the Niners' offense down. But maybe the passing game gets a little more look against the 49ers' defense. Give me Trubisky, but I don't feel comfortable either way just because it's tough to bench Rivers in a game you must win, especially the way he's played, especially with the weapons he has on offense. But if I had to pick between the two for a championship game, give me Trubisky as a little safer option against a worse defense than Rivers has. Is there any chance that I would sit David Johnson in a championship game? Oh, and of course, that's if you made it with him in your, in your championship game with the disappointing work that he's had this, this, off, this year. It's tough to sit David Johnson, name value alone, but he hasn't done much, and if – 
if you've gotten this far and you're and you were fortunate enough to bench him, you've gotten this far anyways. But it's but it is tough to bench David Johnson in a in a championship game weekend. I think that it it all depends on who you have in your um, on your bench to fill him in. If you have someone that's capable to have a decent game, I definitely would bench David Johnson just because he hasn't done much in that offense. I don't know if it's the system. And then again, he's going against the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are going to light this team up. I think the Rams are in for a monster game, like both passing and, uh, and rushing. We know the Rams' defense is, is legit when they want to be. Now they're getting a little more healthy. I think if I have, if I have the options, I'm definitely going to sit David Johnson in a championship game. But, again, it, all, it depends on who you have. You, you, I'm not going to throw in um, a scrub running back or a scrub receiver in the flex just because I don't want to start David Johnson. It all depends on who you have. But right now, if I have a capable version behind him, I'm definitely going to sit David Johnson in my championship game. Don't feel – Absolutely confident about it, but it's what I'm doing. What about Odell Beckham Jr. this weekend? Let's say he does, he's questionable um, to play and they don't make a decision until late. And he, Let's say he is even active. What am I going to do with Odell Beckham? It's tough, again, it's tough to say to sit a superstar player, but you've gotten your championship game without Beckham in your lineup. He hasn't played the last two weeks. You still got there if you're still in your championship game. And you've done it without Beckham. So that tells me you can probably still do it there because you have the options behind him. If it's me, if I have Beckham and I'm in the championship game, I'm likely sitting him just because you got there without him. That means you likely can win without him as well. And we don't know what the head, head version of Odell Beckham is going to be with uh, nothing to play for. Horrible offense, moving the ball, um, injury, all, all the things happen. Bad quarterback. Not that Eli, Eli Manning's bad as a, as a quarterback long-term, as, as for his career-wise, but this year he definitely is showing regression, showing that he is possibly done in his career, um, or at least getting close to being done there. So add all that together, and I think because you got there in the first place, it's time to uh, maybe not worry about Odell Beckham this week and just play with who you had last week and the week before. Uh, Leonard Fournette at Miami or Jamal Williams at the Jets. Um, give me the Jamal Williams version. I think Fournette is on my list for never again players in fantasy football. He's burnt me this year. Um, I, I don't want to get burnt again. I don't want to have my championship game rely on a Fournette who may doesn't get to touches. Like last week, perfect scenario, great matchup, but he didn't get the looks, didn't get the touches. And we know Jamal Williams um, with Aaron Jones out. Jamal Williams is the guy there. And I think they're going to want to maybe, maybe take a little bit off of Aaron Rodgers and, uh, because they nothing to play for. You don't want to make him go into the offseason hurt. Maybe they give a little more uh, look to Jamal Williams in the backfield than Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. What about the uh, trusting Cowboys offense, including Amari Cooper, who was a huge bust last week after being one of the better wide receivers in football since joining the Cowboys? As I talked about earlier, I think the Cowboys are in a phenomenal spot. I have no issues starting any and all Cowboys, including the tight end, including Gallup. I think the entire offense is in for a smash spot against the Buccaneers. But again, if you have Dak Prescott, if you have Amari Cooper, if you have Ezekiel Elliott, start them. Start them with, with great, great, great great success. I think they're in for monster games. Kenny Galladay versus the Minnesota Vikings or Jarvis Landry versus Cincinnati and or Corey Davis versus Washington. So that means will I start Galladay over Landry or Galladay over Corey Davis? I'm likely going to start both Landry and Davis over Galladay. I just do not like the matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. And Detroit, just like we talked about with the offenses in um, 
Arizona, the offense in Detroit isn't much better. I think Galladay's in for a tough game against the Minnesota Vikings. Give me Landry and Davis in a must-win championship game. So what are some players? So, that, so that, that'll do it for our best matchups, this guy or that guy. Hopefully I helped you out. Hopefully you guys can ha- make the right decisions. And again, our rankings are on the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'll try to answer as many as I can leading up to the games. And hopefully we can help you pull down those trophies and have that bragging rights that you need and deserve in the offseason. Now let's look a little bit at the DFS version of fantasy football. Talk about some players in the big tournaments over there on DraftKings. If you play over on DraftKings, you likely know there's a millionaire maker on a weekly basis. This week, we have a couple millionaire makers. We have the uh, the big daddy, if you have that kind of money in your pocket, good for you. It's a lot of money. But if you have $1,500 sitting in your bank account just waiting for something to do, you can enter the main event where the top prize is a million dollars. $5 million in total prizes. You just have to beat out a total of 3,703 players. Much easier to beat out those kind of players than it is the normal $20 buy-in where you're beating out hundreds of thousands of people. But again, $1,500 is not easy to come up with for most people. If you don't have the $1,500, which most of us don't for this kind of stuff, what about the little mini main events for $15, a little less than their normal $20? Same thing, you get a chance at a million dollars, but you have to make sure you hit the nuts definitely because you're going up against 196,000-plus players. So who am I looking at in that, um, for that kind of game? I think I'm looking at the entire um, game of the Saints and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I'm likely going to look to Big Ben in that passing game as much more just because of game script. There's a chance that the Saints maybe come out and they, they want to get it going early and maybe they get the lead and that forces Big Ben to pass the ball even more than they do. We already know the Steelers rely on the pass more than likely anybody in the league. They're likely going to have to do it more due to game script against the Saints. I love Big Ben and his passing units. I'm guessing you do as well. Um, I think Juju's in for a, a big bounce-back game, but I like Big Ben and Antonio Brown maybe being a little lesser owned than Juju. And if you can fit both, fit them both. If you want the onslaught, maybe you go Big Ben, Samuels, Juju, and Antonio Brown. Get all the points. Maybe it's a 50-point uh, shootout, and all of a sudden you are jumping up leaderboards um, with an onslaught of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, if you're, if you're running the onslaught of Pittsburgh, you definitely have to run it back with a Saint player because if the Saints, if the, if the Steelers are going to score that many points, then you know the Saints are going to have to score as well. So do the onslaught. Maybe play four or five players from that game. Take three or four from one team, run it back with a couple from the other team, and then that's a way that you can possibly move up leaderboards because a lot of people don't take five or six players from one team. That's one way you can look at being different. As I talked about the Cowboys offense, I am, I love the Cowboys offense this week. I'm likely to have plenty of exposure to Prescott, Elliott, and Amari Cooper. Um, likely have more exposure to Zeke and Amari just because how much I like Big Ben this week. I also like the Texans against Philadelphia against that pass defense who have given up big points to opposing wide receivers. That makes Hopkins one of my favorite plays of the board. But again, he's expensive, and if you're playing other players, it's going to be hard to get a player like Hopkins, which might make him lesser owned because of the big-name players and high-salary players being popular this week. We also, I also like the passing game over the running game for the Rams just because of a dinged-up Gurley. Might make the Rams more of a passing um, offense there in in their, in their game against the Cardinals, and we know the Cardinals' defense is not that great. So I like the passing offense in 
the Rams over the rushing a slight bit. That's just the name of a few. As for game t- game stacks and um, team stacks, I already talked about the Saints and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I absolutely love that game. I think that's going to be very popular, though. So if you need to be a little different, maybe you look at the – Maybe the Rams are a little lesser owned because of the way they played recently. Maybe the Cowboys are lesser owned because of the way they played last week and getting uh, shelled on offense by the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe they get a, uh, less looks because of that. That's the way you can be a little bit contrarian. But if you're going to be um, with the field, definitely the Steelers and the Saints would be very popular. So maybe you take a – instead of going with Antonio Brown or Juju Smith, maybe you take the tight end there or maybe you take Samuels with Big Ben. That way you can be a little different by not having one of the popular hookups there in uh, DFS. A couple teams I'm looking at maybe avoiding is – I'm looking at maybe avoiding the entire Patriots offense entirely against the Buffalo Bills. Bills have played them in the, uh, decent in the past. And I also don't like the Giants on the road against Indianapolis. Of course, Saquon Barkley is um, matchup proof. We, we saw what the Colts did to the Cowboys last week, and Elliott still got his, his run. But I think I'm just going to avoid the Giants altogether, and hopefully he doesn't come back and bite me in the butt. Another team that I really do like this week in a sm- spot that could be a very low-owned smash spot is the Texans passing game against Philadelphia. Again, I think a lot of, inf- a lot of attention is going to be put to the Saints and the Steelers, which is going to make some of these teams lower-owned, which they shouldn't be. And I think the Texans, if they... Um, if, if they can do what they want to do, which I, I don't see why they can't, that passing game in Houston, especially I, I think they're going to have to score points to win the game. Anyway, I think Philadelphia wins the game outright first place, which is going to put more um, ownership on the passing game for the Texans. And I think they are in a smash spot against the Philadelphia Eagles. And if you play on uh, DraftKings on Saturday, they have a little two-game slate called the Eight Reindeer Special, $150,000 in first place. A nice little two-game slate. Uh, first game is the Tennessee Titans hosting the Washington Redskins, and the late game being the Baltimore Ravens at the Chargers. I think there's going to be a lot of people on the Chargers, which maybe um, we look at the early game as the way we want to get our push in there. And I think I might be looking at some. I'm going to be avoiding Phillip Rivers. Maybe you go Mariota and hope that he can put up a nice game against the Washington Redskins. But again, you're going to have a lot of cross, uh, crossover players. You're going to have a lot of players that are going to be popular by everybody. You've got to find that one way to be contrarian. So if everybody's uh, strolling to Rivers, again, in a tough matchup, and if they don't like Rivers, they're likely going to move to the other side of the ball and go Lamar Jackson. That's going to make Marcus Mariota maybe lesser owned. And I think he has a sh- chance to have a decent game against the Washington Redskins defense. And then maybe avoiding the Chargers offense completely and hope the Baltimore Ravens can shut them down. That's one way that I'm looking at doing it. And then you also have the single-game slate over on DraftKings, the Baltimore game against the Chargers. Again, I think both. I think it might be a defensive struggle, so that's going to put both kickers, both defenses in a uh, nice position, and I think that's the way that I'm looking at going. I'm not going to do a lot of offense there in that game. I think it's more of a defensive struggle, so maybe I'm going to do my team with both kickers, both defenses, and then round it out with like a Lamar Jackson and someone on the Chargers that I think can get a nice run. That's the way I'm looking at for Saturday. That's the way I'm looking at Sunday. Good luck in your season-long leagues. Good luck bringing home that trophy. And hopefully we've helped you this season win your leagues. And you will be back next year as we look to improve you being a DFS player and a season-long player. And again, if you don't want your season-long leagues to be over with and you have not done so yet, take a look at some um, fantasy football for the playoffs. You can run your own leagues. Do it old school. Do it by hand. That's the way I've done it in the past. 
I don't know very, uh, a lot of sites that do the playoff version, but do it by hand. It's easy, simple. We used to do this all the way, all the time back in the old days. We didn't have all the, the websites that are out there that do it for you. Do it by hand. Great time, great time, great fun. If you have two to six owners, draft both, draft all quarterbacks, all, all, uh, all quarterbacks, all kickers, all defense, all tight ends. And if you have seven to 12 players, draft one player each. Along with a couple wide receivers, a couple, a couple running backs. If you have any questions on how that works, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. I'm more than happy to help you set your way and get you going in the right direction. And again, good luck in your season-long championships. Hopefully we hear about you winning your trophy. If you have not followed us over there on Twitter, give us a follow at FansportsGenius. And on Instagram, we are FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And for all your season-long and DFS needs, please give us a look on our website. We are www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. Good luck in your matchups. Good luck in the championships. Let's get going. Let's get back on that winning track next year. And we will talk to you next week and hopefully hearing plenty of stories of you winning your leagues. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league.